hi. Welcome back to Figure It Out, the podcast where we go on a trip to Italy and then just stop making the podcast for like two months after that for no reason. <laughs> My name is... We should have started some real drama around it. <laughs> on the TikTok account. Sorry. I know. We, we had potential to like... I don't know, be really prolific because we were actually on the same like continent and same location where we never are. And instead we were like, <laughs> we just gave up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't even film a single TikTok, talked about it and then never did it. Yeah, that was actually, I think that that was a mistake. We could have done a lot. To yeah. That. Our TikTok account is also inactive at the moment. <laughs> so it's all our social. <laughs> the thing is, we got a bunch of like new followers and listens on our break, but no one ever mm-hmm. reaches out to us and says, hey, why aren't you guys recording? Because if they did immediately, I'd be like, we, we yeah. got to get back on this. We have to start. Yeah. <laughs> but what everyone topic just do you want? We'll do lets us, I don't know, disappear. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Marlena Arjo. Um, when we were in Italy, I gained three and a half pounds and a fiance. I am, I have a master's degree in forensic psychology now, and Congratulations. I am now a user research coordinator for one of the largest and worst media companies in the world. I, I need to know more about this. There's so much information. I know. Also explains why we took a break. To me, it seems clear now that you, you've had other things to do. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but, like, I've spent several, like, okay, so this is my last week in my current job, and there were multiple days where I was like, I'm not going to go to this meeting. What are they going to do? Fire me? I'm going to go lay at the pool and tan. So it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it was funny because you lost. No, you didn't lose. You didn't fi- quit your job while we were in Italy. But no, everyone else did. Everyone else job, did. Right. And then I came yeah. back and is in like a full panic because everyone's quitting. And so I was about to work for the state of Oregon for much less money than I'm about to make, doing a job mm-hmm. that did not sound fun. I don't know. It just sounded very depressing, <laughs> and I was not happy about that. But also not happy being in a job where everyone is like quitting and they took away all of our benefits literally a day away from taking this job for the state of Oregon and then I was headhunted by and by yeah oh my god and had a like moral panic of am I a person that works for like also the day that I ended up signing the contract with them I got a big check for a like a a class action lawsuit against and I was like, do I really want to sign this contract for this company that I just had to sue? But then I I did it. You're giving me so much that I want to know more about now, which is going to make this <laughs> podcast recording difficult. I'm not, never going to get to the subject, but what was a class action lawsuit? I also want to ask what a class action lawsuit is, but if you can kind of tie that into the okay. answer, that would be great. And I'm um, trying to keep it on a low level for me okay basically in a class action lawsuit a big lawyer will be like we want to sue this company for doing something and then Mm -hmm. they will contact like thousands of people that they think 
might have been affected by the thing they're suing for. And then if yeah. you get contacted and you were affected by it, you can be like, yeah, add me onto the lawsuit. And so then you are like oh. also suing them as like a joint effort, but you don't have to do anything. Your like name is just on the list of like people suing the company. And so then yeah, when yeah, they yeah. get a payout, it just gets like split. Like the lawyer gets like a big chunk and the rest of it gets split between everyone else. So what data did they steal from you? Do you I don't know? know. I didn't even read the... The, when I got the thing saying, like, you can join this class, I always join class action lawsuits when, like, doesn't matter who it's against, <laughs> what it's for. I'm like, yeah, add me, add me. <laughs> and they lost a major lawsuit, and I got $400. That's amazing. And then I was like, yeah, I'll That's take it. another one, and I signed a contract with them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations on your new job, and but also on your master's degree. Thank you. Did you like? How did you celebrate it? When was the? When um, was it officially? We went to Top Golf. <laughs> is how we celebrated it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Did and you? I, no, you don't wear a hat. Maybe for masters. I wore the masters. Um, hood at top golf oh nice and i think it did affect my performance um <laughs> and i also learned that a lot of people don't know what it, that is and so like a lot of people were asking me if i was valedictorian and i was like D like a high school like <laughs> i <laughs> Like, it was familiar enough for people to be like, this is a graduation thing. But they were then like, yeah, people were just guessing what it meant exactly. <laughs> the, the full experience of going to top golf is to go there, play, play the golf, but also judge people <laughs> in your classist way. <laughs> they don't even know what a master's degree is. <laughs> These people are sad. <laughs> I mean, like, if you are celebrating getting a master's degree and multiple people accuse you of getting a high school diploma, <laughs> I think you can be a little bit judgmental of that. <laughs> Should be grateful for like you're 18. But we ordered a pizza to the bar we went to before Top Golf, and the pizza yeah. delivery driver did know what it was for, and so that like set the bar very it. high. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, I remember when I got mine. <laughs> we actually have an opening." Yeah. <laughs> Whose class is now? She's like, "Is it for liberal arts? No. Here's an application." <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but th th i think they should have known maybe i i actually don't know what you're talking about the hood thing. Is it, i thought it was those the ribbon things no no it's like the okay so undergraduate oh, you have the just normal gown and hat and then masters yeah. you have the gown with like the really long sleeves and the little like mm. thing that goes like oh, yeah. this, yeah, yeah. and then there's like a really long hood in the back. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I, I have seen those. Yeah. That's actually really interesting to know because I think I've seen always when you watch you like American movies, it's always unclear to me what what are they graduating mm-hmm. from now. But now now I'll know. And then if they have the little because <laughs> it's always the same actor on their arms, then it is um, PhD. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. No, it's, they get like a hat. they get like a puffy little little outfit, and then like but like when you see the velvet stripes in the sleeves, that that's how you know that's the ah. the PhD one. Oh yeah, our PhDs get really like top hats, <laughs> like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Here you go, congratulations! You look like a fool. <laughs> They're like these fucking idiots spent all this time doing this. What else can we make them do? <laughs> Wear a funny little hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they lost all sense of what's like reasonable <laughs> at that point. <laughs> this is what everyone does nowadays. <laughs> it's just been in a hole for four years. Okay, I'm also going to introduce myself. Yeah, we've, it's been over 15 minutes in, and we've only done <laughs> one introduction. <laughs> I haven't in, even introduced the topic. My name is Lina Fredström. I, I, I didn't prepare an introduction. I thought we were doing the same thing. <laughs> I work in politics, and we have an election coming up in 100 Ooh. days. Actually, 99 days. Um, and... We're not, it's we're still if if we keep up these poll numbers we don't make it into government so <laughs> or into parliament so times are rough um, that started so hopeful so. and then just <laughs> immediately <laughs> <laughs> I'm still excited I think we're gonna make it I think mm-hmm. I'm hoping for a real heat wave this summer to get people climate anxious enough. Well, that's what we had last year, and I feel like no one even, like, related it to the climate. They were just like, wow, I can't believe how much life sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this scary? This is really upsetting. This is happening to us. And they were like, yeah, this is upsetting just because I'm miserable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, We'll... (laughs) have some uh, <laughs> educational work to do <laughs> like people uh, died in the heat wave and everyone yeah. was just like well this is strange i can't believe how unhappy i feel <laughs> <laughs> it's not good that i can tell you that but i don't know <laughs> like isn't it else. weird that it's like 118 degrees and nobody has an air conditioner that sucks and i was like yeah because it's not supposed to go over 80 like this is a full crisis this is like don't you see what's happening can we see this for like what it is like a, a sign not toward where we're going yeah no we'll see um but we did have a big fire or for a lot mm-hmm. of forest fires and heat waves in 2018 during the last election, mm-hmm. and then we barely hung on to to our parliament seats. So that's it's it's been helpful before, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone's very very upset about high gas prices. So yeah, 
that's that's getting in the way of, of talking about climate change. People yeah. are not excited to have that conversation. People are very upset about that here as well. Yeah. <laughs> not I, to sound I, I would, classist, I would tell people. <laughs> but like, in my opinion, I just, I go to the gas station, I hand them my American Express, I don't even look at the numbers, and then I sit in my car and I worry about the state of the climate, and... <laughs> <laughs> like a good person <laughs> I think that some of these poor should maybe reconsider what they're so concerned about <laughs> uh, yes we're trying a, a new thing today I think we haven't done anything news worthy I was going to say but news related before have we um I mean, we've done Halloween stuff at Halloween, yes. but it's been... That was topical in a different way. Yeah. Now we're trying a new... Several new segments we're maybe trying. This is one of them, which is... Yeah. In the news today. <laughs> <laughs> where we analyze the major news stories of the day. The big and important news. <laughs> yes. Um... With the hope of becoming famous by mistake, yeah. by accident. <laughs> Maybe not by mistake. That's, that's different. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Sweden Gate. Is that what it's called in the US? Yeah, that's what we I never know it. if it's just what mm-hmm. they're call it, calling it in Sweden. Um, when did you first hear about it? And what have you heard about it? Um... On Twitter, like, was it like a week ago that it started? Someone was saying that they go to their friends' houses and have to stand in the corner while everyone eats dinner. (laughs) 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 And then everyone started yelling, and then everyone was, like, yelling about that, and then... Some people started saying it was like a class thing that like only the middle class does that. But if you're poor, then you are given food at people's houses. And then at that point, I was like, this is going a bad direction. And I stopped paying attention to it. And then like two days later, I saw it trending again with like um, colonizing and like that kind of buzzword around it. And I was like, I made the right choice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have to be involved in this. I just saw it on like Twitter with like people like in when I was still in only in Sweden because I think that was before and then it's like but but um, everyone like I know knew started like you can do that on Twitter right that you can't see stuff that includes certain phrases yeah I have like every single word related to US government blocked on Twitter (laughs) and I still am like bombarded with the worst news daily (laughs) <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> it really is unacceptable. <laughs> but like also part of it, the small part of it is just because I don't want to be like given false information on Twitter. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of it is just that like during the last election, it got so annoying. Mm hmm. That I was like, I just want to have fun online. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is there a better reality that I can look at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember One in like 2014, we were all on here making jokes. Let's yeah. let's curate my feed to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe I should start because you're going in a different yeah, direction I, with Sweden Gate, I heard. I was given <laughs> very simple instructions and I did not follow them. Uh, but that that sounds good and then this feels like what i usually do in this podcast where i just like take you through a bunch of history that's not that interesting (laughs) but that's gonna be that's gonna be my segment but first uh just a brief yeah like what what is the phenomenon really about and it's about you when you're at a friend's house when you're a kid, you're not usually gonna have dinner with them if you stay over for dinner. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like hanging out in their room. You don't get to stand in a corner. <laughs> you're in their room and you're playing with toys. And that's a real phenomenon content. that you've experienced. Um, yes, I think when I was a kid, I had a really close, like my best friend and I would we would always hang out at her place because she was an only child Mm -hmm. and I did get to eat with them but I didn't always do it because sometimes I wanted to eat what was at my place Mm -hmm. so I just (laughs) stayed for stayed for a while but uh, at other friends that happened quite a bit and I've done my research in talking to people about this and and it's very much everyone's experience that like a majority of the times you didn't get food Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to my mother-in-law or like my boyfriend's mother and she she said when she was a kid like it was the same way but it, there were like some parents who were even worse that they, they didn't let you stay in like your friend's room <laughs> you had to like go stand outside <laughs> and, <laughs> and once it was like a snowstorm <laughs> she was just out in the cold <laughs> and she like looked looked in through the door and was like, "Are you guys done soon?" And they like yelled at her. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I was I was trying to like find an explanation for why this is because I never thought about it. Was it not like this for you then when you were a kid? Just no. to clarify that, like you would be at your friend's house. And their mom would be like, do you want to call your parents and see if you can have dinner with us? And then you'd call your parents and be like, hey, they want to know if I can have dinner over here. And your parents would be like, yeah. And then you would sit at the table with the family and eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, every Like, there were no exceptions. There weren't anyone who, like, I don't for you food. remember ever, like, yeah, being denied food or like sometimes I think like they'd be like oh you have to leave by dinner yeah but they'd never be like we're gonna go eat dinner and you have to stay up here (laughs) or like maybe no like there were situations where they would be I don't know like if they were having like a more informal dinner like not at a kitchen table and, like, everyone was just kind of eating in their own space. Sometimes, maybe, mm-hmm. like, my friend would get food and then I wouldn't. And 
But, like, that was really rare. And, like, there were multiple times when, like, I remember, like, wandering around, because we lived in, like, a suburban neighborhood, just wandering around the neighborhood, and, like, Mm -hmm. someone would see me in the street. Like, one of my classmates would see me from, like, outside, and, like, I would just, like, wander into their house, and then their family would just start feeding me. (laughs) And... (laughs) That would never happen here. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I see how that is a, a correct way to treat others. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I want to start by saying I am not trying to defend this behavior, but I will try to explain it. And I will do is so it really that bad? Story. <laughs> like, do we need to defend it? I feel like it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. You don't need to give strange children dinners. <laughs> I, but I don't know. I mean, maybe like it's important to have kids feel like humans. Like you can at least offer them maybe. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't do that to an adult ever, would you? Maybe you would. No. You wouldn't like. I'm gonna go in my into this room and eat now with these people, but you're gonna have to stay here. Yeah, that's true. I can't think of a situation where I would like be with someone and I would eat dinner and they wouldn't. No, like it's one thing if you've like bought something already and they get there and you're like, I'm just gonna eat this first. But like, if that's you're true. cooking, it yeah, would be like, really strange to like. I did. I'm not gonna cook for you. Or like even like if I had a friend over and I was like. I don't know, planning on ordering food. Oh, no, my water spilled. And I was planning on ordering food. I'd be like, oh, what do you want? I'll order something for you as well. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, if I, I were that's... with a friend and, like, going to go out somewhere, I'd be like, oh, do you want to go? If Do you want to come have dinner with me? I'm going to this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, even in situations where, like, I would have to basically, like, just pay for a meal for them. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy you a meal. You do that, yeah. Yeah. That, um... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but also, but I think that I have like less times as an adult. Are you just, like in a situation where a meal is not like already planned? Like I very rarely go to yeah. a friend's house, and then I'm just kind of there at dinner time, and we haven't already like talked about if Actually, we're yeah, going to cook true. food or if like we're going to go somewhere. If I'm going to leave, and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I and I also could see like how it's kind of. No, that's a, it's a made-up argument. But like, if you're, if you're like a parent and you're you, you have kids and they have friends over, and you're not like really sure about the situation, but then I guess you could ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm ex- trying to explain it to uh, or boil it down to being, th- and this is this is tricky for me because I don't really know how to pronounce the word debt. But like, mm-hmm. like you know, like you're. When you owe someone. Something. Yeah. Uh, and I think debt is a really... Being indebted to someone in Sweden is a big deal. And a very uncomfortable one. And um, I think I've talked about that before in the podcast. That like Swedish... The structure of Swedish society is very much built on the fact that you should be independent from like your family and friends. That like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be having to ask them for money to go to school or 
uh, anything that like the state should take care of that and they should provide you with like education and healthcare and also like making sure that there is affordable housing and stuff like that um and i tried to go back in history and see like what that comes from uh, and like one part of that is maybe the um, uh, swedish like social democracy um that is very like a labor union focused or like uh, social democratic political ideology is quite focused on like labor unions uh looking after you and like looking after your rights as a worker and then the state looking after your rights as both like a citizen and a consumer like in relations with mm-hmm. private companies um and the formal system uh, or like the public safety net Uh, would be the one that's responsible for like taking care of you so like the whole society should be should be strong enough to support Mm -hmm. the individual Uh, which is like very different from the US I would say or like Germany as well where there's a lot more focus on like the church maybe doing part and your family planning for you and like yeah yeah, it's like a a big part of like the decision to start a family is the like financial planning of how you're going to support mm-hmm. them when they're an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like have, setting up like a college fund. Yeah, stuff, exactly. Right? Yeah, uh, and that's not, not. I've never had heard anyone have that concern in Sweden. You get you get to like I don't know if you get no. I'm assuming you don't like a, a little check every month when you have a kid in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So you get like a hundred dollars just for like taking care of them up until they're 18 yeah we absolutely Um. do not do that (laughs) (laughs) we talked about it after they gave us um money during the pandemic yeah there was like a 10 second discussion of like what if we did this all the time and everyone was like (laughs) that's ridiculous we could never do that (laughs) obviously we can't even though we just did (laughs) um but uh, I like went back even further, and this like this idea that like every person should be kind of free of of its Im- their immediate surroundings and like have be independent, every man for himself attitude. This Swedish individualism mm-hmm. um, actually can be traced back even further. <clears throat> I listened to an interview with a f- Swedish food historian who's kind of like weirdly famous uh, for, for talking about food history <laughs> on TV a lot, Vika Tellström. Uh, and he claimed that, like, social... Because he was talking about Swedengate, and he said that, that this, like, social behavior could be traced back to, like, agricultural reforms that Sweden did in, like, the 18th and 19th century. Um, and back then, uh, villages were, like, you have houses, and then you have all the cropland divided up by uh, some kind of principle of everyone getting a, a good piece of land and then like you, you get you get one piece of the really good fertile land and then one that's like maybe not, not that great and then one that's uh, maybe the worst kind so everyone gets a little bit of all all the kinds of of land <laughs> um which is of course very fair and nice but as you can probably picture that also is a very flawed system that like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a patchwork of like 
I have some land over here and then I can walk <laughs> two miles that way and like look over. Uh, and especially when like families grew and like they divided it up uh, between kids. Um, it just, it got really messy and mm. it became really difficult to manage. And especially with like Sweden from the start not being a great country to like live in, I guess. Or like <laughs> the, the weather, the, like the climate isn't really yeah. uh, that friendly. Like there's been a lot of famines and stuff uh, in history. Um, so like around the 18th century, the like state stepped in and said like, this won't do anymore it's better if everyone can like kind of have their separate piece of land and do whatever they want with it and they did a big like reform like looked at all the land and said like this is worth this much and this is not as fertile so it shouldn't then you should get more but then everyone got their own piece of land basically or everyone that already had some uh, divided up pieces of land got like a coherent or like one space mm-hmm. um but that made it difficult to have a village. So then everyone would build their own little houses out by their piece of land. Mm-hmm. And that's how we left each other and never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what he said. Uh, no, but it created a distance, like a social, social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, w- that was like kind of the... the fertile ground for um, some kind of bigger system taking care of you rather than uh, relying on your immediate surroundings uh, because Mm -hmm. you didn't know your neighbors Um, and then going back to this concept of like debt there is a really famous uh, like quote in Sweden that says like he who or like yeah I'm gonna say he now it's not gendered in Swedish, but uh, he who is in debt can never be free. And this is like a, a social democratic politician uh, in the 30s who said this, which is very much the golden era of social democracy, uh, for better and worse. And I will get back <laughs> to that. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so that's like it. Um, in one way, it describes like the, the core of the economic system that the social democrats were were trying to build, but it also kind of captures this core value in Swedish culture that we shouldn't like be reliant or like need the people around us. There should be a larger safety net in place to to make us free from the people (laughs) we're near. And then only when when we are free from each other, we can be truly equal to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a maybe a nice idea in a way. Uh, But I think, I don't remember which episode I talked about this, but I I think there's also a lot of problems with it because it creates kind of a false sense of being independent uh, from others when in fact we're obviously not, we can't be free from the the system or from like needing each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the positive sides, I guess, is that you can, you can live your life and like choose your life without having to, fit the expectations or demands of like your family mm-hmm. uh, or whatever so that that can be good but i think it creates a false sense of self-sufficiency um and also kind of a weird reliance on the state to, to take care of us and this is a little bit of a tangent but it's like 
in a kind of ironic twist, Sweden has a really high uh, level of like economic debt to like banks. Mm-hmm. So like our like housing, we take a lot of loans to to buy real estate. I think we talked about this in Italy, but like, mm-hmm. um, and that is also like promoted by the state. So the state is like giving like tax breaks, tax cuts to to pay part of the interest for these like big loans that people take. And that's kind of um, creating a system where people feel like they're they're very able to buy 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 big houses. Mm-hmm. But now especially now the interest rates are going up because inflation I think. <laughs> Uh, that's creating like a big risk and and people are kind of have been relying too much on the state i would say but that's actually not part of the point i just wanted to say i think (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) but going back to the idea that we don't want to be in debt to our Mm -hmm. immediate surrounding i want to point no what do i want to say yeah, I think that creates like a, a weird, there's a risk in that, like making us both kind of lonely and also out of touch with the people around us because uh, when we don't need each other to kind of survive or like um, uh, t- to make sense of life, th- that social interaction of like helping each other and lending money to each other or like uh, that becomes something that we can avoid and then like kind of prefer to avoid and then it becomes kind of unnatural to us um so i think swedes in a lot of ways have maybe forgotten how to live in these like dependent relationships with people around us yeah uh, so we don't want to be indebted to others and this in the same way we don't want to force someone else to be, to be indebted. indebted to us yeah. uh, and that's like how I would explain this like whole thing that like imagine that you and I have kids and if your kid comes over and plays with my kid uh, I'm faced with the dilemma of like if I give your kid dinner I'm putting you into debt and you owe me and if no one who's in debt can be ever be free then I kind of like own you you're not free from me (laughs) And that's maybe especially difficult if you like consider that maybe you and I as parents don't know each other. I mean, now we do, but like mm-hmm. if if your kids have friends that you don't know the parents, mm-hmm. uh, then you might not like feel you might might <laughs> feel uncomfortable with that. Um, I don't know your situation. Can you reciprocate this favor that I'm giving you? Yeah. Maybe you're a single mom. Because my first instinct was like, yeah, but like if you give my kid food, at some point I'm sure like I'm going to give your kid food. But yeah, like if I can barely afford to feed my kid and like when you do feed him or her, it's like a huge relief for me that I'm like, oh man, this is like one less, it's like one less meal that I have to worry about. It's like a huge, it's like actually a relief for me. Yeah. Yeah. then, yeah, that is more of an issue than... Yeah, and, and maybe you don't even, like, if you... 
maybe you you would like to repay the favor, but my kid doesn't even want to go back, like, over to your mm-hmm. house, because there's a weird rumor about <laughs> your place being weird. That <laughs> <laughs> you have gross food, and you're like a vegetarian <laughs> family or something. Yeah, I think this is all and accurate. <laughs> Then you're not even given the option to like actually return the favor, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe your kid doesn't even mention when he comes home that that he ate at our place. So, like how how are you? Like you're you're not free, but you don't even know it. Um, <laughs> and so the kindest, most thoughtful thing I can do then is to ask your kid to stay in my kid's room while my family eats dinner. <laughs> and okay. thus keep your freedom safe. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Do you have the saying in Swedish, it takes a village? Um, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that saying? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but it is not established. <laughs> yeah, because I think like in the US, the idea is like, it's really hard to raise kids. <clears throat> And, like, mm-hmm. even the best parent with his, all the resources in the world is still going to have times when they're, like, struggling to, to have their family. And so everyone should do their part by, like, helping every child they see whenever possible. Yeah. Like. It, and that's a wonderful <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's so much more sympathetic. And that's why, like, like I say it's so hard for me to like see giving a child a meal as a debt because I'm in my mind I'm like no like it's just a favor to the parents that there's no like it's out of my mind the moment it's done like no one is remembering it I'm not thinking of it as like a service I did for you that needs to be returned in some way it's just like this is how you treat a child I know but like a favor is never just a favor in Swedish It's something. It, it's combined. It's it's also guilt that you're forcing on someone. Um, but I wanna yeah, I think that's something I wanted to like ask you also. Because I know you have you have a, like an app for sending money to each other. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. Um, How long have you had that for? So there's like Cash App and Venmo. And oh yeah, Venmo is the one I'm thinking. All of those I think like Google Pay started when I was maybe a sophomore in college or a freshman in college and then like quickly stopped existing as far as I know like I've not heard of it since like everyone talked about it when it was invented and then like everyone switched over to Venmo Mm -hmm. but Apple Pay started like soon after that and Apple Pay is the elite version of of Venmo. Of Venmo. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't know what the Android users do, but everyone I know just Apple pays each other. Like, um, because we, I, the, in Sweden, the, the Venmo app or like the Apple Pay app is called Swish, and it came around in like. Around the time I think I was in the U.S. or like came back from the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I think it was in two thousand twelve. Uh, invented and it it allows you to send money back and forth without cash and if it's one thing swedes hate more than being indebted to someone it's cash 
yeah for some reason um i feel that way as well i think it's dirty and unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) heavy to carry around yeah it fills Uh, up your wallet (laughs) (laughs) difficult to handle difficult Mm -hmm. difficult to count exactly how much maybe um no but uh, and then the app like this was no it was a couple of years before i went to college but when i got to college and started like living by myself uh, a major thing was that like if you ever had dinner with someone like at someone's place mm-hmm. uh then they would ask you to send them money for like the that groceries. is insane <laughs> that's what i wanted to ask you is that like... that is so bizarre to me <laughs> like okay so on your app does like is it public who you're sending money to and for what reason no, absolutely not. So on Venmo, it like every time you make a transaction, it posts it for everyone to see. And you also, it's you like, have to like what? list a, a reason every time you send someone money. So like if you were out with your friend and they like buy a pizza, then you would send them like the pizza emoji and like $10. And all of your yeah. contacts can see like, oh, Marlena sent Lena $10. For, like, pizza emojis. They, they probably went out and got pizza together. And so, like, one of my favorite what? So activities... Like social. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite activities is, like, when there's a couple that I hate, I will go through their Venmo <laughs> history and see, like, what they're charging each other for. And so, like, then I will get really judgmental. Like, if someone, like, charges their boyfriend for, like, gas money, I'm like, yeah. you can't even drive him. Like, you care so much. You can't even take him... Like, drive him somewhere without charging him $5 for gas. <laughs> or, like... Charge him for driving to his place. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> I went over there. <laughs> we should split this cost. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's insane that's to me. That's so strange. <laughs> With Apple Pay as well? No, see. Apple Pay is completely private. Mm. That Then I understand why it's superior. Yeah. That's... Also, like, Apple Pay... So... Multiple things about Apple Pay. Why it's the best. First of all, it's... <laughs> just... Now we take a break for this Apple... <laughs> this ad for app. Apple Pay. <laughs> it's in your messaging app, like your messenger app. So it's not a whole yeah. separate app. Like when you're texting someone, you can mm-hmm. click a button and like with your text, send them money. Mm-hmm. And then when you receive nice. money from Apple Pay, it goes into your Apple Pay account. Where you can leave yeah. it or you can transfer it to your bank. Yeah. But if you leave it, you can pay like directly like, you can pay a store directly from your Apple Pay account. Mm. And um you can also use your Apple wallet with your Apple like whenever I use my Apple wallet where I have all my cards, like my mm-hmm. debit card and my credit cards, I yeah. can like whenever I make a transaction, it can automatically like add my Apple pay balance to it. So if I go to the store mm-hmm. and pay with my phone and I already have $50 because I like just got sent it from a friend, it'll pay that yeah. automatically. It's amazing. It sounds, it sounds like a great app, actually. It it's really good. So nice. <laughs> That's the next step to not even have to have any cards. Yeah. I so. Brad actually regularly doesn't bring his wallet when he leaves the house. Yeah. So, like, we've gone to, like, bars, and he's not allowed in because he doesn't have an ID because he didn't bring his wallet. Or, like, 
<laughs> we'll go somewhere they won't have Apple Pay, and he's like, "Okay, can you can you pay, and then I'll send you half." And I'm like, "This is fine." <laughs> like we'll go to so bad on my. <laughs> no, we'll no, go to dinner, and no he'll be like, "I'll I'll pay for dinner," and then we'll get there, and he's like, "I don't have my wallet." <laughs> <laughs> I also do that, but that's intentional. That's not <laughs> Let me buy you dinner. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that was a really bad one. Next time. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's like, I think that is ridiculous when I look back at it. Because it was, I remember it being like really tiny amounts as well. It could mm-hmm. be like $5. Like, everyone needs to send me $5 now because I bought the ingredients for the soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have actually, I like, I have invited a friend over for dinner that I'm making and then yeah. texted them and been like, hey, on your way, can you pick this up at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. And then I've sent them the money on Apple Pay for the item I asked them to get at the grocery store. Yeah. Because, like, this is this food is my gift to you because mm-hmm. you came to yes. my house to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm paying for the meal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair, but also fair not to do. But I think it's it's again about like being in that because I think first it was a thing that you asked people for money, but nowadays people will ask you like, what should I wish you? What should I send? Like, how much money should I send you? Uh Because um, you like kind of want to be, and I think it's related to like some kind of anxiety around like uh, social interactions or like how much like especially if you hang out with someone like you don't really know that well or like you're not Mm -hmm. like you never know when is the next time we're gonna see each other like am i ever gonna be able to repay this debt if i let it go Uh uh, (laughs) this time like will they ever come over to my place and eat my food uh so so it's like a really anxious behavior where you're like kind of yeah asking people to let them let you be free from there from being in debt to them Mm -hmm. um but i'm just now getting to the age of like not like now that everyone has like a job it's becoming like a discussion that people are having like please don't send me money i can i can take this cost (laughs) i remember Um, actually like right after venmo became a huge thing then like suddenly it was like really like a testament to your friendship if you weren't charging people on Venmo for things. Like, you'd be like, me and so-and-so are so close. Like, we'll just take turns buying each other food. Like, we don't, ha- we don't have to make sure yeah. it's even. Like, it was, like, a really yeah. big, like, testament to, like, that's how close we are is, like, I wouldn't even yeah. Venmo her if I bought her a drink. But, the, yeah, exactly. It is It's some kind of, like, that you're secure in the relation. Like, you feel yeah. that, like, I don't feel like I have to uh, be completely even with this person i can handle the fact that it's kind of a given Mm -hmm. thing but i also think that like when i was i don't know like maybe three or four years ago it was like a really cool girl move to just be like buying your friends things all the time yeah and so like whenever i went out with my friends we would like constantly like all be like oh surprise i got everyone a drink or like oh surprise i ordered everyone a pizza and like it was, okay. like, 
that was like the coolest thing you could do and everyone was constantly trying to like outdo each other and so like we were constantly <laughs> just like buying each other so much stuff it's cool to be rich <laughs> <laughs> i was being generous but no but that's nice i bought my siblings strawberries yesterday I thought that was a cool move. Did you ask them they for it. for money? I felt powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, I just said like, don't worry about it. I got you. No problem, kids. So we're getting there, but but mm. the, the explanation for the Swede engagement almond is that Swedes got separated into individual farms back in the 19th century, mm. and we just haven't figured out how to socialize since then yeah that's that's like one of the few things that like i know of like swedish culture yeah. is that you guys are like always making jokes about being antisocial. <laughs> yeah. and so like when i saw sweden gate i was like oh this probably goes back to like them being antisocial. <laughs> basically and just hating hating being in debt, mm-hmm. and I think that's I I didn't have time to like look into it, and also it's I don't think it's that interesting maybe, but it is like the U.S. is like very much loves to be in debt. debt. Yeah, it's like yeah. the best thing you can do. We have yeah. like credit scores that exactly go up <laughs> if you have more debt, and so like if you have no debt, you have a low credit score. Yeah, and like. So much is tied to your credit, like how good of an apartment you can get, mm-hmm. or like how nice of a house you you can buy, is tied to your credit score. So like, if you want so to have nice things, you have to be in debt. Yeah, so it's the opposite. It's just like completely yeah. the opposite system. Yeah, it's insane to me. So I pay for everything on my credit card, mm-hmm. and then pay that debt at the end of every month. Yeah. That's the cool thing that's, to do. That's just how your society works. Yeah. And you give children food. And we give children food. Super strange. And we... I have like two two more comments on like the, the following discussion mm-hmm. for reading it. Which is like basically, because I, I also read like the colonial thing. I didn't go into it. Yeah. But I read something about like pe- people were like, did you also know that like it goes back to the 1700s and Sweden would like sell iron that made the like iron chains that like <laughs> chained up slaves and i'm like first of all are you saying that your country is not doing like <laughs> selling things to countries where there's like i don't know inhumane things going on cuz like you need to look into your to your like export I don't think that's oh ever God. been a thing that you don't... Like, Sweden and the US, I'm pretty sure, sells weapons to, like, authoritarian states. Yeah. We do not have a problem. Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just a bad... It's a bad I'm point. trying to think of, like, a facetious version of that. But, like, already the concept itself is just too funny and, like, I can't top it. I can't think of anything more ridiculous <laughs> no. than... No. The iron they they export made chains for slaves. Like that's the yeah. 
that's the peak of the joke. It doesn't get better. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I also think it's such a like it's it's they're so bad at doing their research. If they're trying to like say that like Sweden is a it's a messed up country or like they have a messed up history. Why did you not talk about the fact that we like basically invented race biology and like <laughs> like <laughs> like Sweden has started the first like institute for race biology in 1922 and like between 1934 and 1975 like tens of thousands of people in Sweden were like sterilized just because they were like too dumb or like mentally <laughs> ill <laughs> or because they wanted to get an abortion or because they had other undesirable traits mm-hmm. um, like being maybe of Sami descent or of like another ethnicity like that's that's within like most like a lot of people's lifetime they did that yeah. and we're like going back to the 1700s like they solved some iron <laughs> We helped Germany during the <laughs> Second World War. <laughs> I don't see why you have to like dig up things from hundreds yeah. of years ago. So that that's all I have. I think <laughs> I'm all for talking about Sweden being bad, but, but like, like do it right. Be- better research next time. I think there's there's more to be said. I think it was funny, they, they, obviously it wasn't funny, but they sterilized a lot of people. <laughs> promiscuous. <laughs> just being sluts. I thought that was, just wanted to mention that. It feels like, I like that's a, a slut segment. Yeah. <laughs> now you can do what you do best without yeah. having to deal with a child. <laughs> like, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> We got you. All right. All right. But then now excited to hear you take this. A whole different direction. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, my fear was that I would not have that much to add on Swedengate to what you had to say. Yeah. And so then, like, while I was worried about that, then the verdict of the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial came out. Yeah. And I got very sad about that. And I started to think about the, like, implications of this verdict for the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then it reminded me of what we've talked about on the pod with, like, libel and defamation law in Sweden around Mm -hmm. victims of sexual assault. Yeah. And that's how we got to where we are now. <laughs> like, that's how I, that's how I ended I up just so researching this instead. Very good. Um, so this is a different kind of Sweden gate. Yeah. Um, so I could have, I think, done a really good job with this. I did not. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's not organized in any capacity. I, it'll be a mess. It'll be a lot of editing to try to make this sound coherent afterwards <laughs> and then at the end I, I'm kind of just going to be like and I think this is similar to your country and then I'm expecting you to be like 
you're right, and then, like, fill in the blanks for me, because I... <laughs> oh, no. Brand <laughs> new researcher in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's... I think, basically, the thesis is there, but I, I really didn't... It's... I didn't do great. But, okay, so first of all, <laughs> I just want to talk about the basics of this case and mm-hmm. why it sucks. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about the standard for defamation in the U.S. prior to this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I should talk about that first. No, we're going to talk about the um, the case first. Mm-hmm. So... In 2009, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard met each other, filming The Rum Diary together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's notable that she was 23 and he was 46. And that she was married. Yes. He was also married, right? Yes. Yeah. And a few years later, 2012, they officially are split from their partners and spouses and everything. Their wives, right? Um, I don't know if they're actually married. I didn't write that down. But I do have that they were both in relationships. Yeah. And so they've split and they're officially together in 2012. And at this point, Johnny Depp is sober. Um, but... Says who? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like a lot of people that struggle with addiction, he does not stay sober for long um and so he starts drinking and allegedly he starts drinking (laughs) and (laughs) according to amber heard he like disappears for days at a time and then Mm -hmm. he comes back and when he comes back he's not in a good way and he gets really controlling he Accuses her of, like, whoring herself in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't like it when she takes on any roles that have sex scenes. He starts throwing glasses, punching walls. Allegedly, all of this is. Flipping <laughs> yeah. tables. Um, I, I don't really want to, like, get into, like, the nitty-gritty details of the actual abuse, because I think it's really sad to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk about the evidence against him. Um, but, like, essentially, she alleges that he starts to hit her. Um, and, like, her story of it is very consistent with how we see patterns of abuse. Where the first time, as soon as he does it, he bursts into tears apologizes she believes him it's never gonna happen again Mm -hmm. he does something really nice to make up for it everything's good for a while and then the cycle starts over and then the good times get shorter and shorter and the bad times get longer and longer and Mm -hmm. he just keeps escalating um and then after every time that he is violent with her he's promising that he's gonna get sober and he'll stay sober for like a month or a week, and then eventually he'll start drinking again. Mm-hmm. Um, Amongst other things, right? Yeah, he's also, I think, maybe doing that's a lot of coke, also... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. 
Um, and there's like a a flight that he's on where like there's witnesses to this where he's like blacked out drunk screaming at her and she keeps like changing seats on the flight and he keeps following her and eventually mm-hmm. slaps her and like kicks her when she she like falls down and like, kicks her and then um passed it like eventually he passes out and there's uh, witnesses to this yes and you can hear amber heard tell this story i didn't listen to it because i it was really upsetting um <laughs> so like all of this is from an article that i read where someone else talked about it because i didn't mm-hmm. want to listen to her actually talk about it mm. so yeah, I it, I think it's just a really clear and, like, obvious example of the abuse cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's textbook of, like, something happens in his life that causes him stress. He takes it out on her violently. He apologizes. He gets better. And then something else happens that causes stress. And it, it happens again. Yeah. I just, can I, a, a quick, like, parenthesis is I've seen, like, I mean, ev- everything I've seen people say, like, to blame her is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, like, one thing I saw that was, like, really ridiculous was that, like, they were saying, like, she plagiarized, mo- did you see that? that? Like, movie quotes that she was, like, the way she was talking mm-hmm. uh, in the trial. Oh, were, like, yeah. This is this is from a movie actually like she just like wrote this down and like copied it but um yeah like that's the, I, I i didn't see all of them but like one of the ca- cases was that like she was talking about like how he made her feel really special mm-hmm. and like when things were good they were really really good and when they were bad they were awful and that was basically like the gist of it and that's basically what she said and then like in the fantastic Mr. Ripley, I think they have a speech about that. But like, I'm like, you know absolutely nothing about abusive relationships. If you say this is like, yeah. oh, this is from a movie. That's ex- that's how every like <laughs> abusive relationship is. That the person is really, really good to you and like seems really perfect. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think it was it's just it's insane to me how much like complete falsities could be. The other thing... So widely spread in this case. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that, too. (laughs) The other thing that I want to say about that is, like, people have this insane idea that... I don't know. Like, people that do something wrong are going to have all these tells. Like, she's not just going Mm -hmm. to lie on the stand. She's going to plagiarize something that people can Google later. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, the same thing that I think of, like, when people talk about, like, these child sex rings in the, like, elite, like, QAnon. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this person's name in another language means, like, sex offender. And I'm like, why would they do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were trying to get away with something, why would you do it in the most obvious way with, like, why would you leave trails and, like, clues? Like, it's a fun <laughs> yeah. little game. It doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's some kind of, like, weird mysticism, like, to, like view the world that way it's gonna be like it's all a pattern yeah. maybe that's christianity i know yeah. that's like a, 
religious thing that you're like there has to be connections i don't know yeah go on um and like so some of the evidence that she has is like pictures of him passed out but i don't like it's just it blows my mind that like these pictures exist on the internet you can look them up and people Mm -hmm. are like i don't think that it's true I don't think that he was doing drugs. I don't think he was drinking. I don't think he was, like, regularly passed out drunk. Yeah. She staged the photos? Like... Yeah. And she's, like, she asked the whole bunch... Because, I mean, that's a that's a known thing, right? Like, a lot of people have said that. that and, like, Johnny Depp has a reputation in Hollywood for, like, not being able to show up to sh- shoots in t- on time because he's, like, drunk or, like, being belligerent. Yeah in the middle of, like, movie sets. Like, mm-hmm. we all know that he's like this. Yeah. We ha- we've all known it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, she took pictures of it. Yeah. Um, she also, she took a bunch of pictures, like, of her face with black eyes and, like, injuries mm-hmm. that he had caused to her and, like, damage that he'd caused in homes. Like, again, he's also a person that's, like, well-known for, like, trashing hotel rooms. Yeah. And then this man that, like, everyone knows is someone that will have no respect for another person's space or, like, no respect that you'll have to clean up after him and make, like, clean up his mistakes. Who There's, like, documented evidence of him going into hotels and, like, punching walls, flipping tables. And they're like, it is insane that she thinks we're going to believe that he would punch a hole in a wall. Yeah. Like, what are we, fools? This man that destroys hotels... Flipped a table in his own house? Who does she think we are? Idiots? Like... <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. He would never get super drunk and like, <laughs> like destroy property. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the fact that there's all these text messages that he sent. Yeah. Where he's saying things like, yeah, I hit her. Or like, I'm going to beat the shit out of her. Like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's oops. I got drunk. Like, it's not my fault. I'm an addict and I, my illness controlled me. And then I beat the shit out of her. And people are like, this means the fact that he's admitting it over text means nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The multiple texts where he talks about having hit her. And, like, talks about hitting her because of his illness. And the text where he talks about wanting to murder her and, like, Mm -hmm. calling her a cunt and, like, just saying such gross things about her that, like, is it that hard to believe that someone that calls their wife a cunt and says he wants to murder her and, like, rape her dead body might have hit her? Burn her and then, yeah. Um, yeah, that he would, like, he would ever do, like... Because one thing I've saw that, like, the defamation thing is if you, like, if you can prove one single instance yeah. of violence, then it's not defamation. Yeah. Is it so difficult to believe that, like, at one single time did he ever yeah. do something? Maybe I was just so sure that she was going to win this case. Yeah. Which is why I've decided, like, prior to the verdict, I was like, I'm not going to pay any attention to this. I don't want to know any details. 
I don't no. need to hear, like, I don't need to hear all the different ways he was abusive because I believe that he was abusive. Mm-hmm. But now I have to do the research and read about it. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Um, yeah. There's also, like, numerous witnesses who said that, that, like, reported that, like, she would regularly be on set with, like, chunks of hair missing and, like, bruises and, like, black eyes and, like, swollen lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, multiple of their staff testified that, like, their, their house is regularly trashed and, like, the hotel rooms they stayed in would have, like, broken glass. Yeah. Um... Like, makeup artists said, like, I had to cover black eyes before she could be on, like, on set. Um, someone, no, that's better. Someone said that, like, he held her her dog out of a moving car one time while he was drunk. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of, like, recordings she made of them, like, fighting. Mm-hmm. And, like... In the recordings, in one, she's like, I cry in my bedroom after I dumped you a week prior after you beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Depp's like, yeah, that was a mistake. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another one where she tells him to put his cigarettes out on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he says, shut up, fat ass. Um... And she also has a video of them, like, fighting where it's clear that he's been drinking. And, like, he doesn't hit her in that video, but he's, like, being super aggressive and angry towards her while drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, all of this, I think, in my mind, has more than proved that there is at least one instance of physical abuse towards her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, again, this is all after... Like, this is all towards Johnny Depp, who is someone who is, like, known for being a misogynist and a drug addict and a violent, aggressive person. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, is it so hard to believe that somebody who is known for hating women and doing a lot of drugs and drinking a lot and getting violent might have mm-hmm. hit a woman? Yeah. Who he has also expressed That he wants to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I don't know, I could go on, I have more here on, like, his history and, or, like, his reputation in Hollywood. Um, I have, like, he's friends with Marilyn Manson, who's an alleged abuser. He defended Roman Polanski, who is a known abuser. Uh, Yeah. He said that Harvey Weinstein couldn't possibly have been abusive. Mm-hmm. He like in his text he's constantly calling Amber Heard like a cow and a whore and a hooker. Um mm-hmm. he like even says he's going to smack the ugly cunt around in one of the texts. Mm-hmm. Um like he's vile and like it's well documented in other contexts that he's vile and I I don't know. I'll link an article you can read where it goes into all of it, but I don't think we need to reiterate how gross he is. I think you can just like his reputation is that he's a, not a great dude. Yeah. Um, 
And so now knowing all of this, I want to talk about exactly what the precedent for a defamation case in the U.S. has been. Mm-hmm. So the two things that you have to prove to win a defamation suit is that one, you were actually negatively affected by it. And two, nothing that they said is in any way true. And in the U S the precedent has been that it's incredibly difficult to win this kind of case, which is like for a reason since free speech is such a big deal in the U S if you have a system where like engaging in free speech can cause you to be sued into oblivion. That's not actual free speech. And that's especially true when you're dealing with people like Johnny Depp that have the money to just be in these endless lawsuits. Yeah. And so like, even though the, the bar for a defamation case in the U S is really high, it's even higher if you're dealing with a celebrity. Mm. Um, cause it's, 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 it should be allowed to, like, yeah. it, it should be an even, yeah. Like you can even like, I think there's, maybe I shouldn't say this cause I am not for sure on this, but like, I believe that like you can even like tell a blatant and false lie about a celebrity. If you can prove that like you were doing it as a joke, mm. like it's impossible for celebrities to win defamation suits. That's like been the known precedent like yeah all so the bottom line is like going into this case johnny depp should have lost just because he's a celebrity who like celebrities don't win defamation suits Mm -hmm. and then all that amber heard has to prove in this case is that at one point he was like at one point he hit her like she doesn't have to be an innocent victim she doesn't have to be a like good person she just has to have been like experienced some sort of abuse from him at some point Mm -hmm. which i think like we talked about earlier she's done like all of that evidence is more than enough to prove that at least one time he hurt her but okay so just for clarification is it is it necessary for her to because i'm thinking about like abuse and like what counts as abuse and like because what what the trial is like, or the defamation thing is about the fact that she published a, mm-hmm. like a story or like a, an op-ed an op-ed about being mm-hmm. abused. Which I also want to talk about that op-ed. But, yeah. yeah. But like abuse can be different things. Or like, I mean, if, if you're like with someone and that person is like threatening you and like throwing items around and like, Mm-hmm. with the intent of like scaring you at least in like uh, feminist discourse uh, maybe I can call it I've heard that being described as abuse because it's like mm-hmm. material abuse of some sort you're like this if you're and and like the thing with him like um, threatening to like throw her dog out the window yeah that that is like imposing some kind of I think, yeah, I think that that adds to it the, like, she alleged abuse, and we don't have, like, this super strict legal definition of what abuse is in, like, every single context. And so, yeah, I think it makes, 
it even more difficult for him to prove that he was never abusive. Yeah. Like, I think all of this it's is one in her thing favor. She, yeah. It, it's one thing if she, like, claimed that, like, very specifically said, like, he did this one thing. But I haven't read the op-ed. But tell I me haven't more about either, that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I have read about the op-ed. Yeah. And I think what's more important in the op-ed is that she... Like, never in the op-ed is she saying Johnny Depp did this. All she's saying is that she has become someone who exists in the public eye as a victim of abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not ever mentioning Johnny Depp by name. She's not even alluding to him. She's just talking about herself and how she has become this figure of abuse. Like, of abuse victim. Which... And I remember also hearing that she had, like, she's mentioning other cases that she was, like, abused as a child as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's... I, that might be true. I've not even, read it. <laughs> I, I think I've heard that. that like, yeah. Because I think I've heard that as a thing also, that, like, both of them have a history of being abused when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a, a shared... Yeah. Anyways. I'm just but, saying that broadens also, like, the if she makes any, like, claims mm-hmm. that could, like, technically allude to another situation like i don't know i mean yeah that's the other thing is that even if his career suffered which i don't think it did he's honestly been like on a downslide in hollywood for a decade Mm -hmm. due to his own actions like he's not johnny depp is not who he was 20 years ago and that's because he's getting old and Mm -hmm. he can't keep himself together and he's not someone people want to hire so even if it's true that, like, her publishing this op-ed affected him negatively, which it didn't, but even if that were true, mm-hmm. I, like, I can't even get myself to, like, suggest that it might be. Like, I keep <laughs> having to it. disqualify it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, never in that is, I, like, I don't think anywhere in the op-ed is she ever actually alleging that he's the one that abused her. Because... The Washington Post wouldn't have published an article where she had because the Washington no. Post doesn't want to be sued by Johnny Depp. Yeah. And, like, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me that he was even able to get as far as he did based off this one, like, article she wrote. No, he, like, de- defamed himself by, like, yeah. reacting so strongly. To, like, by, like, he could have... If if he would have like had no reaction to it at all, I don't think anyone would have even like. Yeah, I'm like if if there was a, an effect on his career, it was because of his because reaction of to it. His he own could actions, have he yeah. could have like just uh, yeah ignored that thing into oblivion. I think that that's yeah. He could have called her like a crazy cunt or whatever he wants to, yeah. and then we would have all moved on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he didn't need to. Didn't need to do what he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, all of this is like a very long description of why I think Amber One should have Amber Heard should have won that case. Mm-hmm. Um. And like again, this has nothing to do with like whether or not she hit him back ever 
Like, that is irrelevant. It has, like, nothing to do with, like, if she's weird or a good actress or whatever. It even, like, honestly, it has nothing to do with whether or not he was actually abusive. Because, like, the bottom line is she didn't do anything wrong by writing that op-ed. And even if she had, she had the evidence to prove that, like, at least once he probably did something that could have been considered abuse. But, like, again, like, even in the op-ed, like, she's just saying that she's a, a public figure known for being abused. Yeah, And I think exactly. that, like, she's also proven that she is a public figure known for being abused. And I think he made her even more of a public figure known for being abused. Like, if anything, mm-hmm. he pro- he self-fulfilled her own prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we have this verdict, which is a victory for Johnny Depp. And not only does that suck because Amber Heard has to pay him a ton of money now. Um, but it also sucks because it set this precedent that a victim of abuse can be sued for defaming their abuser. Mm-hmm. Which means that, like, already, it's already difficult to come out as a victim of abuse, which I think we've talked about in the pod before. And, like, yeah. women's careers can end because they come out with abuse, even in this mm-hmm. old system where, like... All they had to do, like, they they were fighting in a uh, criminal case to say that they were abused. Like, even that much we've talked about has ruined women's lives in the past. But now women yeah. also have to worry about the fact that they could win their criminal... Their, it's very intense in here right now. <laughs> they, could, they could win their criminal case and mm-hmm. then be sued... Because civil and criminal courts are two separate courts. So they okay. could lose a civil suit and yeah. owe all this money to their abuser. Yeah. And that circles back to Sweden because that's kind of the system that you have right now. Yes. Um. And I also, I want to circle back because I realized I didn't, I skipped the part about like, the smear campaign against Amber Heard, but we're going to come back to that later because I, I think that is also worth mentioning that she's had yeah. her career ruined by Johnny yeah. Depp. She, I think she has, uh, more than that, I think, like, she is, like, at risk of uh, yeah. violence. She's, I, like, I think, like, honestly, the most hated I'm person in the U.S. right now. Yeah, yeah. And, like, globally as well, people are... Very, very angry with her and like hateful in a way that, yeah. I saw, I've seen all of these like on social media, like the like the, when they use sounds from the trial, yeah. And they, I, I just, I think it's so that that's almost like in that's another episode almost, but like the 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 extreme cruelty of like. Actually, I think I do want to make that another episode. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, we're going to save that because... (laughs) That's another thing. That was my original... Before the verdict came out, that was my original direction I wanted to go with Amber Heard. Mm -hmm. Because I assumed that the jury would follow the law, which is apparently too Mm -hmm. much to assume. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, my concern is, like, 
the precedent that we're setting in this case is not that like you can be sued for talking about your abuse, but that it's okay to make fun of victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. And I still think we should talk about that in a different episode. And so, yeah, yeah we'll just save all that. And let's focus let's on Swedengate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which should have been Swedengate all along. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah we've now... Yeah, cause... Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because the Swedish system is that you can have to mention, and not even, like, you don't have to write an op-ed. Uh, you can mention it in a private Facebook group, but a group that's big enough to mm-hmm. still be like closer than your closest group of friends that you have been raped by someone and if that is like made known by that person they can sue you for defamation uh, and you will be forced to pay your abuser a whole bunch of money even if they were sentenced for that crime um, it's a new bird outside and it really I haven't is. seen before <laughs> but that would be very unfortunate i i think if that that became the just the standard yeah and like th- having the two court systems in the u.s yeah. has its benefits like um oj simpson famously won his or like he was found not guilty in his criminal case for killing his wife. Um, But then he was sued by the family of his other victim and also um, her family as well. But he was sued and lost the civil case. And so even though he in the criminal court system is not guilty and can never be retried Mm -hmm. for that case, in the civil system he is guilty of yeah. Killing those two people. Yeah. Um, Ron That's Goldman and Nicole Brown. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is confusing. But, like, in that case, that's the benefit of those two systems. Yeah. But in this case, it's a disadvantage because it means that, yeah, you can be, you can be guilty of abusing someone and then sue them for ruining your career by talking about it. And I also, I think it's just um, mind-boggling to to think about the fact that, like, you're taking away her right to speak about what she has experienced. And I think yeah. you can say that, like, what you experience, like, you don't have to have, like, even on paper that, like, this was, this is, sen- someone got sentenced for abusing you. Mm-hmm. You can still have that experience and, like, that, like... I don't know, like, she didn't mention his name, and she didn't, like, clearly mention, like, when I was married to this mm-hmm. very, very, fa- like, as far as I understand, based on, like, not reading the article. But, like, uh, <laughs> the fact that she has been married to him, she has been married to other people as well, and she mm-hmm. has lived a life, like, I don't know, Sh- should she be silenced? forever about like yeah. talk, talking about abuse in general because yeah, and, like, someone might a, think a that it's part about of your him. life that you can't talk about like you basically you can't exist as a victim of abuse mm-hmm. because that makes the abuser look bad and that's your fault now yeah yeah 
<laughs> Sucks. <laughs> and and also it's also it's like it doesn't make sense in the or I heard some we can edit this out. But I heard something about like it doesn't make sense that he was sentenced also. Mm-hmm. Or like his team for mm-hmm. for defamation of her for saying that she was lying. Because if they're saying that that was wrong, then that must mean that she wasn't lying. So it's like an inconsistent. The two yeah. verdicts are inconsistent with each other, so it, it, they can't. I, the they whole can't thing does be... not make sense. No. Do you know why it was streamed, live streamed? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's also strange. It's, but maybe that goes into the other. Episode. I mean, the court TV is like a huge thing here. But I we've made exceptions to like, like judges can close down courtrooms and like not allow media. And like definitely say like m- reporters can come in, but they can't record the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just thinking the whole thing that like you're, the jury shouldn't be. Oh, like, why were they not even sequestered? Why were they... Yeah. Why did they not pick a jury that was sheltered from the story before it happened? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Who who fucking knows? That's but were shit. they sheltered during? That were, like, nope. were they able to... They were not sequestered. So they could just, like, go on TikTok and learn... Yep. That and uh, they Amber did. was doing cocaine um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. One of the, um... One of the jurors showed them like he like revealed that he had a text from his wife that was like Amber is psychotic and they were like yeah this guy's unbiased he can stay like <laughs> it becomes a yeah it's it's the whole justice system is like at I mean so I just wrote as part of my masters a a long essay on how we're going to deal with like modern media and juries Mm -hmm. it was going back to oj simpson like that i think was the end of the ability to sequester a jury yeah um because like that's a, a case where they like famously did sequester the jury and did so to the detriment of the case because the case was yeah. so long and these people had to be locked in a hotel room for like month after month and yeah. it drove a lot of them like to the brink of insanity. Yeah. And so at this point like people have cell phones and like we have a 24-hour like news cycle and major cases get spread around through like every single type of media. And it like it we no longer have the option of shielding a jury from knowledge of the case. No. But the fact that they didn't even try, like they made yeah. no attempt, like they could have done, they, sh- they should have sequestered the jury to some capacity and they should have made more of an effort to get an unbiased jury. Yeah. They should have not allowed them to see any media like TikTok. Yeah. It's atrocious. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And it's also... Yeah, it, it's strange that they didn't see it coming. 
mm. that like this is gonna be a a problem that these people aren't gonna be unaffected by like the yeah general publics. Um, if that's even what it is, I don't I don't even know how much like uh, more uh, like how much the legal like or like Johnny Depp's team tried to steer the narrative I'm just assuming that they did I think that that's all they did yeah but I'm thinking also like with like creating TikTok accounts yeah I think that they had a whole team that was yeah. Running that whole thing. And, like, it sucks because I have a lot of friends that are, like, really into, like, crimey stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. so many of them have been so exposed to all the bullshit media out there mm-hmm. that they are, like, buying into, like, oh, Amber Heard's, like, so bad for the Me Too movement because, like, she lied and, like, made all the... And she's, like, she's such a bad witness. And I... It, like, sucks that, like, my friends who I think are intelligent and, I don't know, thoughtful and care about women have bought into this because of how... How insane this smear campaign has been. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's also for the other episode, but, like, the fact yeah. that it was so fragile, this tiny little bit thing of believe women thing that we had yeah. going. It was just like, nope, it's, it's I mean, this like, guy <laughs> who was in a movie you liked when you were a kid. I've and known they were like that. <laughs> heavy campaigning against this woman who we know nothing about. Yeah. Um, I've known that like the believe women tends to end when it's someone that you know. Mm-hmm. Like when the abuser is someone that you went to high school with or like yeah you at one like i that's a been a fact that i've been aware of and it sucks but like Mm -hmm. that's been pretty clear to me i did not realize that that also extended to like he dressed up as a pirate a few times and i thought it was really cool yeah yeah he was really funny with his like hands and weird facial yeah it sucks (laughs) it really sucks yeah it's so so yeah but like you say like it's not just you know internet people who you don't who you disagree with generally it's like your friends yeah like yeah but she's actually insane like he is the victim of domestic abuse yeah the fact that they managed to like to push that narrative through the one thing i will say is that i have been like so depressed about this case for weeks because like everyone i was talking to was against me Mm-hmm. And, like, I like people kept getting mad at me because I was on Amber Heard's side. And, like, I said, like, a lot of my friends are not. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone on Twitter was not. And everyone was making fun of her. And, like, I kept seeing TikToks. And, like, everyone was – it was just so horrid. And I felt alone in this opinion. And then once the verdict came out, not everyone, but I've seen a lot more people that are, like, holy shit, what? Like, how is this actually happening? This should mm-hmm. not be what happened. And – yeah. That feels a little bit better that at least the situation is not as dire as I thought it was. There are still people that are there's yeah, on the right yeah. side. I think so too. I yeah. 
but it was yeah I remember because it was it was such a weird time those like first like the first couple of days when I just like I would see mm. it like that it existed and that it was a thing and I knew nothing about it and I was like mm, I don't even like what it, what are you so, like what is true in this case like mm. I didn't know at all because you like usually you have a like clear sense but here everyone was so like oh it's so unique but because she actually abused him and I'm like yeah well I mean that can happen and then like. <laughs> just yeah it 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 felt off from the start for me like i yeah it was a couple of days there when i was like i don't maybe i should look into this but then i got back from italy and it was like all anyone was talking about yeah and i was like (laughs) like i'm coming into this late but this i feel like you guys are all saying the opposite of what i thought you would like yeah did i miss something (laughs) like it feels like yeah, maybe there was something there in those first <laughs> first days of the trial that we just like <laughs> we, we essential were having too much fun and everyone <laughs> like we came back and we were like sorry we've been in Italy eating pasta and drinking wine and now <laughs> I guess I'll just go off of everything else I see from this point I will not look back on the transcripts it's it's too late. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, but I guess that should be the real Sweden Gate. Women should be allowed... Everyone should be allowed to talk about their abuse and their abusers. And I think they should be allowed to name their their abusers also. But especially if they don't, if they just allude to it. That's insane that they should be sentenced to pay Um, millions of dollars. We figured out that Sweden Gate isn't actually that bad it's just that you don't want to force your children's friends parents to be indebted to you but what is really bad is not letting victims of abuse talk about the abuse that they experienced yeah people be upset about the right thing next time yeah and and like (laughs) (laughs) Who who cares about the iron from Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> when we're exporting this kind of shitty yeah. <laughs> legal system. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that, like, you guys were like, hey, what's really bad in your legal system over there? And we were like, well, we're doing this thing where we just, like, punish people really bad and we don't care about rehabilitation. <laughs> You guys are like, awesome. Why don't you try not letting abuse victims talk about it? And we were like, oh, my God, we haven't thought about that, but we love it. We're really bringing bringing the greatest ideas together. Let's put children in prison and let's have women silenced. I love it. Yeah. It's a great world. Okay. um, The important thing about heat waves is that they're not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do an analysis that's just observing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) I need to go eat dinner now, I think. Uh, All right. They put on the barbecue out there, Ooh. but I'm 
Yeah, I'm in uh, where we went to the summer house mm-hmm. with David's family. Uh, but recommendations? Oh, I actually have one because I have spent the last week doing as little work as possible, which means that I've spent a lot of time at the pool reading. Nice. And I have two recommendations, and they are both just fun summer reading, I think. Oh, nice. Um, the first one, which everyone read, like, three years ago when it came out, and then everyone talked about it last summer when, like, everyone's book clubs were doing it, and I didn't read it until this week, is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I loved it. I cried. I thought a few parts of it were a little bit too East Coast-y, and I felt like (laughs) my immersion was ruined by the voice of the um, old-timey news articles. I thought they were written in a very modern way, and I didn't feel like something that was written in the era that claimed to be written. But other than that, I loved it. (laughs) Um, And I also read The Club, which my complaint about that book is that it should not have taken place in England. But other than that, 10 out of 10. (laughs) It was very fun. I don't know what book it is. The Club. The Club. The Club. Is there also a movie about it? There seems to be. No. I don't know. Not that I know of. No, maybe that was... It's not a Turkish TV show. It is about... Is it? I don't... I have no idea. It is about... Um... Oh, there is a movie. <clears throat> Okay, no, the movie is different. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks like something else. It didn't seem yes. like it was set in The Club Novel by Ellery Lloyd. Nice. I bought it because the Thank cover you. looks like a um a painting that I have in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect reason to buy, to buy a new book, I think. Put it in there in the bathroom. <laughs> Um, my recommendation I listen to Wet Leg maybe it's mm-hmm. all, everyone already knows about it but I, I listen to I think it's a band Hold on, I, I thought it was quite a little fun yes I have their, one of their songs on my my car playlist yeah uh, I haven't listened to them a whole bunch, but so far, I've been uh, enjoying it. They are fun, I think. Or the one song. I've not listened to anything other than the one song that is in my playlist, <laughs> but it's fun. It's a bop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the summary. That's it. I think, let's let's see if this brings us, catapults us into yeah. fame, and probably not... Uh, fortune, because unpopular opinion, perhaps. But um, I think that this will get us some more listeners, but not a single person that wants to interact with us online. <laughs> um, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.